On today's show, the Bucks finished preseason with a win over the Memphis Grizzlies. We saw Damon Giannis again. We saw Chris Middleton for the first time and Marjan Bochamp. The preseason roller coaster continued, but this time it was a really, really nice performance. So I've got Camille and Justin with me today. We're going to run through some of the positives and maybe some of the early concerns from preseason. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. See and hear me on this show Monday to Friday for at least another week and find my work over at ESPN. Alongside me from the Technical Foul podcast from Carry the G from Locked On Bucks, it's Camille Davison from the Bucks Radio Network. It's Justin Garcia, a man who is just starting to get uh, very excited about a home opener, the regular season just a few days away. So we're going to wrap up the preseason on today's show that is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA. For 20 bucks off your first purchase. And uh, as we always do, we thank everyone for jumping on board and watching or listening to Locked On Bucks and making it your first watch or listen of every single weekday. Uh, no doubt, excitement building towards the start of the regular season. And we appreciate the support. If you haven't done so yet, drop a like, a comment, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and you'll know exactly when the next episode drops of Locked On Bucks. I mentioned at the top, I'm wrapping it up. I'm officially in the last week as host on this show. Uh, we spoke a little bit about it with Frank the other day on the podcast, so you can go back and catch that if you didn't there. And we'll probably at least have one show this week where we discuss some of the ridiculous and silly episodes we've had over the last four seasons here. Uh, but with that, people have been asking who's taken over the show. And uh, the two fine people alongside me right now, as of next week, are taking the hosting keys. And uh, let's be honest, They've helped carry this show for the last few years as well, and they've taken last-minute texts from me to come on. Camille and Justin, the new hosts of Locked On Bucks. Uh, Camille, well, first, I, I don't know if I should say congratulations. Is that weird coming from me? But I do know that the fact that you two are taking over this podcast is going to make it very, very easily for me to continue to make sure I'm listening to this show and maybe uh, sneak in every now and then. I mean, I'm super thankful that we're getting the opportunity to take the hosting duties over because, I mean, you know, we're on this show because we're seen as being experts or, you know, having some unbiased opinions and trying to look at the team in a very logical way. But, I mean, at the heart of it all, like, I'm a fan of this team. I've been a fan of Locked on Bucks since, you know, Eric and Frank were doing it. Um, and then you came on taking Eric's place with Frank and, then I got a random message during the pandemic, like, you want to hop on here for an episode or two? And I was like, absolutely. So it's like a real full circle moment. And honestly, just looking forward to trying to take the reins from what you've been able to build here um, at Locked On Bugs and continue moving forward. Because, I mean, legendary stuff from you, Kane, for real. I'm going to miss the ad reads. I got to get my ad read G up, uh, <laughs> to try to do it as good as you, if not better. So um, I'm thankful and I'm excited for it. Yes, there'll be a tear in my eye for the last ad rate. But yeah, you did one podcast with me and then I messaged you immediately after, I think, and said, uh, can we like actually make this weekly? Yeah. Because you are very, very good at the podcasting game and, and obviously know a lot about the Bucks. So it's going to be 
it's going to be nice for the podcast, I think, to have two hosts that are based in Milwaukee as well. It's been very strange with me doing it over here. And everyone that finds the show for the first time asks the question why I'm actually hosting. And it's a long story, but uh, most of the people are up to date with that. And Justin, you talk about people that have taken probably annoying text messages from me. Sometimes they come through at like 11, 11.30 p.m. It's like, hey, I can't get on to Frank. Are you still awake? I can do a solo pod, but if there's any chance you can please help me out, I would love it. And you almost did it every single damn time. So it's for both of you doing this show every single day. Uh, you've been an incredible help to me. So again, I'm excited to uh, excited to see where you take it. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a good thing I'm a night person uh, because those, <laughs> those texts would come in quite a bit uh, late in the night. And uh, the good thing for us, at least I think, is uh, always trying to figure out well what time is it right now in Australia? Like yes. when, when can I send some? So that's at least out the window that, that we're in the same time zone. I apologize to, uh, to everybody that maybe isn't a, a big fan of mine that they feel like, man, I get this guy everywhere. So it's a bummer for that group, but if you're not there, then uh, welcome. Uh, well, uh, as you both know, always uh, in this sort of uh, area of work there's always going to be some uh, negative comments but we embrace it and we like the debate on locked on bucks we've said this the whole way through uh, let's get to the preseason though and that's going to be exciting as i said i've got this week to roll through so my last show will be opening night post game against the Sixers, and then from next week onwards camille and justin taking over so again if you haven't done so yet and you know, I get comments from time to time. We can't even understand what this Australian guy is saying. So now you will have a couple of hosts that you can really clearly understand the points that they're making. So subscribe and turn the notifications on because the show is going to continue to grow. But the Bucks did finish the preseason with a win over the Grizzlies. And it didn't always look like this was a game they were going to win. But Camille, if I look at the line and we'll start with Dame and Giannis as we're probably going to on most nights, or certainly you guys might on most nights moving forward. But Again, the shooting struggles were there a little bit, and Lillard finishes the preseason 31% from the field, 19% from the three-point line. Uh, but we did get a little bit of excitement, which we've been waiting for, and that was just a couple of really long bombs from the logo. He was two for nine from three overall. Uh, but where do you think the combo of Giannis and Dame is at right now after what we ended up seeing three preseason games together? Yeah, you know, a lot of times I say that real life isn't like a video game. Like if you're on NBA 2K, you make a trade and guys just start clicking right away because it's a video game. Like you have to develop chemistry. And Dame has mentioned many times already so far throughout this offseason that, you know, his normal ramp up, he's normally rusty a little bit when he comes into the season because of a lack of 5v5 play. Um, and this year, with everything going on with the trade requests, he really didn't get any of that on-court time. So he has really... Uh, taking these game reps to get into game shape and Giannis himself has well Giannis always is saying like I'm rusty I'm you know not in shape you know I need more time but this is an offseason where he's coming off of you know a surgery and that's not usual protocol for Giannis so um, he's coming in trying to lose a little weight as he said and Frank alluded to uh, a week or so ago He's just trying to get into rhythm and he's never played with a point guard quite like Damian Lillard. So there are different learning curves. And I mean, this preseason game against the Grizzlies was the very first time that we even had Chris Middleton in the equation alongside with those two guys. And he's going to be a big part of it as well. So all in all, I think that we're going to see some growing pains with the two of those together in chemistry with the team as a whole, just learning each other and as well as learning a new system under Coach Griffin as well. 
It was only 11 minutes in this game for Chris Middleton, Justin, and we, we didn't see a lot of him, but we did see him get a couple of decent looks there, and I think it's still exciting to think about the prospects moving forward. But probably for the first time, and it's happened so quickly and it's in the preseason, and I'm personally not too fussed about it because of some of the factors that Camille went through, uh, these guys are working their way into shape. But Dame still, to me, doesn't look ultra-aggressive looking to score the ball, and sometimes he's kind of just floating around out there and Giannis is bringing the ball up the floor a lot. I think that they'll find a balance. I'm not too concerned about that, but I don't think that we've seen Dame looking like Dame yet, but I don't think we should be so surprised by that. No, it's not surprising given his offseason and uh, what he kind of detailed to Chris Haynes in that story too about what he was able to do at the the Blazers facility before the deal. Um, I know he has said um, not only that he's rusty, but that it, it, it's always kind of like this for him early in the season. It's funny too, because the numbers don't really back that up. If you just look at his true shooting and shooting percentages, it's fairly consistent month to month that there's not really this, okay, now he picks it up. Um, so maybe it's just a mental thing for Dame too, that he just assumes at the start of the season, well, it takes a little bit to get going and that's where he is. But I, I think the encouraging thing of, has he looked like Dame? No, but it's easy to understand why. Um, the the encouraging part of all of it, though, to me, is we haven't, and I know it's the preseason, but we haven't seen a lot of the what you'll see with other super teams, quote unquote, and that's the your turn, my turn. And I don't anticipate that's going to be the case for this team either, that it just seems like Dame and Giannis have both said all the right things. Chris, too, when he's talked about uh, his role and how much easier both of those guys are going to make things for him. So everybody's saying the right thing. But it really does seem like that. And I had a chance to talk to somebody uh, that covered Dame in Portland earlier today. And he kind of said the same thing, too, of like, well, he's a slow starter. But I just think, you know, knowing him, he's going to fit in perfectly with Giannis because Dame is a guy that just wants to win. And he understands this is going to be the best fit for him. And it's never been an issue for him to kind of share the spotlight or any of that, that, you know, as this guy put it, even in Portland, when you think about some of the guys he was with, Dame was the star, uh, but Damian Lillard was more than happy to, you know, step aside at times and, hey, CJ McCollum, this is this is your place to, to take over here. So he's never been that type of guy. And I think when you look at some of those numbers and say, well, I mean, Dame shoots a lot and he scores a lot. When you look at the last couple of years of the Blazers, the makeup of the roster dramatically changed each year after Dame arrived that it just slowly started to erode a little bit. And then he had to take on a little more. So in that sense, that might be the adjustment of, all right, I'm not the alpha dog anymore, but I, I don't see it being an issue with Dame taking a back seat to Giannis and even vice versa as well. He also, and Marcus Johnson pointed this out and I was showing a few clips of Dame facilitating and, and we saw him able to find Brooke Lopez a couple of times through the preseason on a, on a nice cut to the basket from Brooke for a dunk. So, you know, I think his facilitator mode, he averaged over seven per game last year, I think is a little bit better than most people suspect because you think of Damian Lillard, the scorer. So I just think at the moment you are seeing some signs of a guy that is being highly respectful to Giannis, doesn't want to overstep the marks early in the preseason to get into that superstar back and forth thing that you reference that we've seen with some other teams. So if anything, I mean, that's a that's a good thing because it does seem like both guys are wanting to let each other have the the, the shots and control of the offense. And maybe uh, that's something that they'll 
eventually get comfortable with. And I believe it was an interview with Dame, although I probably shouldn't say that because I, I think I heard something about saying, well, you know, we'll have our first argument. We'll get into it with each other. And then that's when you'll start to learn about each other and start to break some of those barriers. So I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. We had practice or on the road, but uh, Giannis and Dame still looking to figure each other out and how it all works on the floor. So even though we're seeing some reactions, I wouldn't be too overly concerned. I do want to ask you about Marjan Bochamp, though, because if we're talking about reactions to night-to-night performances, I've definitely reacted this preseason because we're all like looking to see what's it going to look like for Marjan Bochamp. So I want to ask about him next because he was very, very good in this game, particularly in the second half. First, let's talk about the game time app. And uh, with the regular season around the corner, I know a lot of people are going to be out there looking to get Bucks tickets, and you shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to the next big event. And game time can make it easy. Uh, It is very fast to buy those tickets for the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you as well with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. You can see the view from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And that game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and the redeem code Locked On NBA for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do so to Locked On Bucks. Regular season just a few days away here, Bucks and Sixers. So it's a pretty exciting time of year for basketball fans, no question. And it's an exciting time of year to get a little bit uh, over the top excited about young players on the roster. And Marjan Bochamp entering year two is certainly one of those guys. And he's had a little bit of a roller coaster through the preseason, but I mentioned this win against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he was seven for nine from the field and uh, four for five from three in this game. Finished with 18 points in just 17 minutes and really was the main contributor in the second half when the Bucks came from behind to win this game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, are we reading anything into this, Camille? Now, Kane, you know I want to read an entire book into Marjan flashing in the preseason after the offseason he had. And just be careful, Camille, because you know that Frank is listening to this and this is about (laughs) to be your co-host on this podcast. Frank's not going anywhere. And if you start praising rookies, he's going to be very, very angry at you. So it's not going to be a good way to start. Well, it's a good thing that Marjan's a second-year player then, right? (laughs) Right? right. Maybe you can get away with it. (laughs) But no, I mean, listen – he's had an up and down preseason for sure. Like you mentioned, and that's part of a growing pain with the young player coming into the league. Like Marjan wasn't projected to be like a Victor Wimbanyama type of guy where it's like, he's going to come in the game and we expect him to be a day one starter. We expect him to come out here and be a focal point of this team going forward. Like that wasn't what he was drafted to be or to do. Um, And just what I'm looking to see with him is just continual growth. So what I'm hoping for is that this season uh, we're able to see him get some playing time. Like the way that the preseason rotations went and guys who played and who didn't play and when they played, not quite sure what, you know, coach Griffin is thinking about at this point when it comes to the bench or who might be getting playing time, because a lot of the young guys were 13 and they weren't even seeing the court until like the second half um, a lot during the preseason. So it makes you wonder, but when it comes to Marjan, encouraged to see him continually, you know, 
fighting through whatever that is, you know, it can be really easy to get into your head. And for him to kind of spark that comeback is a very nice way for him to end the preseason again after the offseason that he had with the big pro-am game, making attention at summer league, getting praised by, you know, Dame coming onto the team and some other bets on this Bucks roster. So I would hope um, that he's able to carve out at least a rotation spot in the roster this season. Um, I think that would be a win for him. It was interesting, Justin, that he didn't really play early in this game. And I've certainly been making the assumption that he is going to be in the rotation through the first portion of the season. Now, there's been more calls I see in the YouTube comments online for Andre Jackson Jr. I think there's only room for one of those guys in the rotation if everyone's healthy. So the fact that he wasn't really there in the first half, I don't know if that means anything. I don't know whether this was more Adrian Griffin just trying to get more minutes for those starter guys together and work on that chemistry. Uh, but the thing that I find hard to to judge with Bochamp and Camille kind of touched on it is just that we haven't seen Bochamp play in probably the role that we think he's going to play. We see him having these opportunities to really take a, a scoring load here, which was great to see. It was fantastic. And if you look at the overall numbers for preseason, he played 20 minutes a night, 11 points, uh, five rebounds, 44% from three. So it's small samples. So that'll swing around. But I still just feel a little unsure where he fits with when everyone is on this roster and playing. Yeah. So he didn't play at all in the first half. It wasn't until like what, six minutes left in the third quarter that he entered and played the rest of the way you touched it. I think a lot of that was uh, you had Chris on the floor and you just wanted to play those guys together to get some of those minutes with the guys, you know, are going to be in the rotation to, to get them some run going into the regular season. But you know, I obviously left the game very impressed with Marjan, as I think uh-huh. we all did. And I was talking about it with Dave during the game and during breaks of like, man, I I can't believe how impressed I am with him. That it seemed like for the most uh, part of the preseason, we we all praised Marjan and rightfully so. But I was very impressed with Andre Jackson and, and what he did that uh-huh. he just seems like. And I think I've made this comparison on this show. I know I've done it elsewhere. But I'm not saying their games are the same, but a, a lot of what he did kind of reminded me of Malcolm Brogdon as a rookie, where he had the the school that he played for, the pedigree there in college, played in some very big games, uh, played in a national championship game, and uh, had a lengthy collegiate career and was is just a smart guy that for a rookie probably isn't going to make a lot of mistakes. Obviously, rookies will make mistakes, but he just seems so assignment sure and knows where to be and how to read the floor that I think that's going to go a long way in carving out a niche for him. And, you know, even the Bucks have kind of quietly said the, the questions about his uh, shooting ability and offense that they don't really view that as an issue, that they think everything else is good enough that, you know, once he continues to develop, even if the shot doesn't develop, he's going to do enough and contribute enough in winning plays that he'll be able to stick on the floor um, so I think we all looked at him and rightfully so of like, man, I'm impressed with what he did. You think about that first preseason game where it was just instant, the impact that he had and his ability to read the floor, but Marjan just quietly kept humming along throughout the preseason. Uh, we talked to him early in the preseason and, and asked him about the biggest difference between this year and last year. And, and he said, I, I put on close to 10 pounds of bulk and I feel like that's really helped me in that. I'm not losing the ball anymore. I'm holding up when I'm going up against more physical guys that last year, those were kind of struggles for me. And you you notice that taken off in the preseason, 
But that last game, uh, what impressed me most was he's just playing with so much confidence. And I know it's a preseason game, but I think when you look at the whole package in the last, what, 15 months for Marjan Bochamp, it makes sense that he's he's played with some veteran guys that I, I am sure have helped him out. And we've heard what Drew Holiday had to say about him. Now Damian Lillard is saying that. So he's had a chance to kind of learn from all these guys. Um, but you can see the work that he's put in. And in that that last game especially, he looked confident. He looked like he knew exactly what he was going to do. He was decisive and there was no pauses in his game. And a lot of times that'll trip you up as a young player because you pause, that gives the opponent time to recover. And that's where you kind of fall into quicksand. None of that is there. The shooting ability, I mean, we we joked about it last year of, Man, I didn't think Marjan Bochamp was going to be able to do this, but it looks even better now that he has confidence there. And I'll tell you the biggest thing that has me intrigued by him this upcoming season, you mentioned the rotation and where could he possibly find minutes. I'm not sure who it will be yet, but the, the thing to keep in mind is when we look at that rotation, we're still thinking about how guys played under Bud and how Bud viewed specific guys. Adrian Griffin is not going to be that guy, that Adrian Griffin is going to have his own guys and think, well, with how we want to play, this guy fits a little better. So who is the guy that could potentially fall victim to Marjan starting to take some of his minutes? I think that still remains to be seen, but that's the big thing that could carve out minutes for him. So that's interesting. So if you're, so if I think about the guys that are in the rotation that you know, ideally they don't fall out of the rotation, but the guys that would be in the mix would be Jay Crowder, Pat Connett, and Malik Beasley, I guess. And I, I guess I don't really see that. Crowder is one that's that's out there. We, we don't really know what he's going to bring, but he certainly played a big minutes through the preseason. But you touched on something with what Damian Lillard has said about Marjan Bochamp, certainly the support he's had from Giannis in the past. So I want to come back to that in just a little bit with you, Camille, because I think the idea of all this public comments around Marjan is fascinating and what does that actually mean for a young player trying to find his place on a contender so we'll get to that after we talk about FanDuel the sponsor of today's podcast and you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action the app is easy to use there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. There's all sorts of NBA uh, lines there that you can find as well from individual award winners, conference winners, NBA titles, of course. Uh, so it's all there. Uh, win totals, it's all there for the Milwaukee Bucks if you want to jump onto FanDuel.com slash locked on and have a look. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so you mentioned Marjan Bochamp, and look, this is what we do on this show. Sometimes you have ideas of what you're going to talk about, and then an interesting conversation comes up, and you just keep it rolling. So I want to stick with Bochamp because I think there's a lot of fascination. So you mentioned that he looked really confident, and and I would agree with that. But I would say that's one of the things that I think appears a little more noticeable with Marjan Bochamp than some other players. He 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 kind of looks like a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve, which which you love. And you love to see the, the emotion and you can really ride with a guy. And I think that's why there are so many people that are, are so invested in hopefully Marjan Bochamp having success because he's an easy guy 
uh, to support and, and to try and see good things for in the basketball court. But I think still, you know, looking really confident and then some other nights looking a bit down on himself if he makes some early mistakes in games. He still, to me, feels like a guy that if he gets off to a really strong start on a night, he can have a big one. If he if he starts off slow or makes some errors, he can get in his head a little bit. This is me just reading totally from the outside. <laughs> I do think that he must be carrying some pressure into this season, though, Camille, because when you've got Lillard and Giannis and Griffin and everyone saying how they think that you've got the next step in you, yeah, maybe you would start to put a fair bit of pressure on yourself. And I just think it's going to be fascinating to watch. It absolutely will be. And I think humans, like for in general, like we do tend to put pressure on ourselves when it yeah. comes to doing something well, especially if someone's told you like, hey, I think you're you're good at this or I see potential in you and, you know, in doing this. And with Marjan to have who he has had come out on this team and speak highly of his skill set and the flashes they see of him and what they believe that he might be able to contribute. Like, of course, you're going to be like, that's some that's some weight that you're carrying on your shoulders there on top of the fact that you're playing for a team with championship aspirations. So your leash might not be as long. I mean, he made mention of that before, that under Bud, if he fouled, he knew he was getting pulled out the game. He's going to sit on the bench and figure it out. And there are some people who, you know, subscribe to that train of thought where they're like, yeah, sit down, understand what you did wrong, and now, like, watch somebody do it properly. Other side of that is like, well, let's kind of see you play through it a little bit. And that's what it seems like Griffin is more so the type of coach to say, like, I'm going to see you play through. I want you to be aggressive. I want you to, you know, play defense with all of your chest. Like, just come out here. I don't care if you're following, like, play aggressive. I'm not going to pull you right away. And it seemed like that uh, faith in him and that freedom to make some mistakes in real time game action, because you can make some mistakes in practice and keep playing, but to be able to do that on the court uh, is a little bit different in the regular season. And again, when you're on a team with championship aspirations, even with Griffin saying like, Hey, you know, it's not going to be the exact same. The leash still might not be that long for him to have. So uh, putting that pressure on himself makes some sense. And what you hope to see again is just, Gradual improvement, month to month. So maybe it's not looking at the sample size as small as game to game, but week to week for Marjan or month to month, just to see the progress that he's been able to make. Because, I mean, he has the tools, he has the physical tools, but a lot of guys in the NBA have physical tools. And it's like, can we see them actually put it together? I mean, we've had years of Giannis talking about Don Maker being the next guy and Christian Wood. And Kevin Cardinals. Right. So, you know, sometimes words are just words and guys have to put in that time. You also have the have to have the right opportunity, uh, the right people around you and all that stuff going for you as well. And this might be a year for Marjan where things are just set up properly for him to really try to get that playing time and, and continue to move forward. I think you know, to, to those points there with the, the leash and how much uh, leeway does Bochamp have to play through mistakes. I think for him, ultimately across the course of the season to absolutely maximize his growth and development and the confidence that we're talking about. I think he's going to need to play through some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that that becomes a challenging proposition because people automatically point to, well, but just hated young players. But as we discussed on the podcast last week, Justin, there could be scenarios where this Bucks team finds themselves under pressure early in the season. If they do get off to a slow start, because they've got a lot of wrinkles to iron out in this roster. And then you've got a first year coach that might be feeling the heat. And generally, whether it's veteran coaches or young coaches, if it comes to that situation and there's a little pressure, they'll lean on the veteran guys because they are more trustworthy and the mistakes aren't going to come as much. So I do think 
just just ironing out all the rotation early in the season. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting things to watch with this team. There are going to be some struggles. I mean, we talked about that last week. Um, it, it just that's the way it goes, you know, and uh, especially with a new team. And I think I mentioned too that John Horst had, had told some of us that. This is the most change we've ever had, top to bottom, on the team. I think we point to, uh, what, three years ago when they won the title, that 50% of the roster was new. But John Horse was was talking about everything, of some behind-the-scenes stuff, the coaching staff, player changes, and obviously Dame a big part of it. So there's been a lot of change. And regardless of, of what that change is and, and how good those players are, that always brings on an adjustment period. So that would be my caution that I think we put out there last week, that there's going to be some rocky moments. It's not just going to be, you know, we tip things off on Thursday and the Bucks win 75 games. Um, but, you know, you look at some of these teams that have been built similar to this too. The Brooklyn Nets aren't the best example, but Brooklyn went through those struggles and then pulled it together. I think the best example is what the Heat did, where we were all looking, what, 25 games into the season and thought like, man, what's going on here? And they rebounded nicely. So, uh, look, when you have Dame and Giannis, that gives you a lot more margin for error. But, you know, the point you made, too, about uh, Bud and, and more so the the comment of I, I think he was unfairly viewed as the guy that hated rookies and young players. We've talked about this before, but it, there's a couple of things that go into it. Number one, and I think this is the biggest one, the Bucks haven't really had that many young guys that you would say he could probably play in the rotation. You know, Dante – was pretty much it, that Marjan was the next one to come along because of their their wins and where they were in the standings and trades they made. They weren't in a position to draft. starting, to be and, clear. Yeah, yeah, but like that's it, you know, because they weren't yeah. in a position to be drafting guys that were, you know, we're going to get him in the late 20s and he's going to burst onto the scene. I know that happens. It's just not common. But the other thing you mentioned as well is these are two very different defenses and two very different philosophies. And I think the way Griff wants to play is going to be more conducive or at least more forgiving to a young player that is going to go through some of those uh, mistakes and issues. And, you know, frankly, probably won't get a favorable whistle either that the Bucks expect that, that that's how they're going to play. It's going to be more physical. I think you take the good with the bad. It's all fun and games until we see what we saw Friday night when you get a 45-minute quarter with all the fouls. But that's what's going to happen this year, that there's going to be more fouls. It's not the defensive bud. And I think that was a big part of it, too, is it's just difficult to trust young players to not put themselves in that spot. So if you're on the fringe or not a player like Adante and how he was viewed, that's just another thing to add to the mix. that's going to make it even tougher for you to carve out a spot in rotation. And uh, Dante was certainly a little bit chaotic on the defensive end, which is certainly some attributes that Andre Jackson Jr. has and Marjan Bochamp as well. So maybe, as you pointed to, the way Adrian Griffin wants to play defense might actually be more suited to you know, allowing some of those mistakes, the fouls that Camille pointed to, but uh, trying to grab some of those steals. But I will say this, with both of those guys, I think we saw enough in the preseason to carry optimism through to the regular season. There'll be a lot of Bucks fans out there that just want them both in the rotation every night. I think that's going to be a real challenge to start the season, but it will be worth watching. And I do have a feeling, and I might prove to be very silly, and Frank, again, will not like this, but I can see a path to Andre Jackson Jr. getting minutes at some point this season because of the way he plays and some of those skill sets and, and, and attributes that he has. Well, and look, I, I know part of it is, is just coach speak, but 
uh, Adrian Griffin has said from the start, you know, I, I want to see what we have in these guys because they're going to play during the season. And I think that was the first thing that we pointed to when, when, or one of the first when Griffin was hired is you look at some of the stuff that Jimmy Butler has said and other players and his track record of not necessarily being the, the main force, but playing a role in developing young players between that and him constantly reminding us these guys are going to play this year. How much you know that means remains to be seen, but we are going to see them. It's not just going to be exclusively at the G League. All right. This is a fascinating conversation. I think it's not going to be the last time we talk about Marjol Beauchamp throughout this season. He is going to be one of the players to watch. And uh, let us know what you thought uh, from today's show, the Damon Giannis conversation. I see some concern out there on the internet. I don't share those feelings just yet, but let us know how you're feeling from the superstar duo. And then all your thoughts on the young players, on the Bucks, uh, Adrian Griffin, and what you're expecting through the early portion of this season. I did have health update there on the sidebar. So Bobby Portis took part in the scrimmage today, and from all reports, uh, seemed like he was uh, very, very optimistic about his possibilities of playing in the season opener, which is good news. And then campaign, he just had a, a thigh bruise or thigh contusion there. That's shouldn't be something that keeps him out of the opener as well. So the Bucks, at least at this point, seems like it's all positive on that front, which is uh, very nice to hear. More Locked on Bucks coming up throughout this week. I've got a few shows to go, and Camille and Justin are just getting ready to uh, take over the hosting chair. It's going to be very exciting. Make sure you send through the support for the two fine new hosts of Locked on Bucks. It also helps if you just drop the comments in there, and uh, we, we also really appreciate that on YouTube. So if you're doing us all a favor, we'll leave it there. Camille, Justin, myself... See you all the time.